kind of came to the conclusion. <laughs> you sound like that... you were gonna swear there for a second. No, no, no. Yeah, it, it was, <laughs> yeah, it did. Even for me, I was like, oh, that did sound like I was. <laughs> Welcome back to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. This week, uh, we're going to be drinking a classic with a twist. Uh, that's Blanton's Gold Edition. And But before we get to any of the whiskey, before we get to life and all that good stuff, hey, uh, a repeat of last week's business. Hey, like us and subscribe to us on YouTube. YouTube has recently allowed monetization on less than 1,000 subscribers. We're not even close because we were really late to the YouTube game. Uh, but we would love your subscription and maybe even a like on a video. So if you can, do us a big favor and do that. Uh, and that's the business for the week. Um, yeah, Robbie, you're on summer break. You got a crazy bow in the background. How's things going? That's not bow. That's Willie boy. Willie. Oh, what that's the new that? dog. Nice. Yeah, the new boy. Uh, no, things are, it's hectic. It's kind of like hurry up and wait because we leave for Mexico right. on Monday. Um, nice. and so it's like, I got a lot of stuff done and cleaned up and like, oh, okay, we're, we'll be better to get ready to go. And yeah. then life happens and everything gets messed up again. So I got like reclean, get everything ready. And then we've had a lot of doctor's appointments and stuff like that. And dentist appointments. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I just feeling like I just, I just, I need Monday to get here where I'm like, check out yeah. for a week. I'm feeling that. Totally. Um, the other I'm thing is like, not Virginia, not Virginia. Um, the other thing is like, Trying to get things figured out for recording with guests next month. Yeah. Like planning is not my forte. Like I yeah. am that's not me. Uh, but got some stuff going on. It's crazy because so and then like next, yes, yeah, so we're gone next week to Mexico. And then I come yeah. back for a week and then it's July, right? Yeah, ish. So is this gonna be the last time we record together? This is the last yeah. time we record together for um no. well, no, well, tomorrow, we're gonna record tomorrow we record. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is the last. That's crazy. No, wait. Yeah, Yeah, today's the 15th. Oh, wow. This episode comes out on the 19th. The episode we record tomorrow comes out on the 26th, and then it's July. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll be able to record one more after tomorrow, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure figure it out. Not too big a deal, because I got got people like, hey, I would like to record with you. And so, like. Yeah, you got a lot of people. I feel at this point I have more people to record, which is Mm -hmm. great. Then, then probably I the have, weeks that I'll be out. Yeah, but I got I got something up my sleeve. I got some things planned out. Again, planning's not nice. my forte, but we'll see how it goes. So yeah, yeah it's gonna be a crazy week. So like today we're recording, and then mm-hmm. tomorrow we're gonna record. Wow! And guess what? Next episode, the episode two hundred and sixty, theoretically represents five years. Oh boy! Because oh, so we're fifty-two weeks in a year, so we might as well do something fun. I don't know what we could drink, but we don't usually maybe have. Maybe we'll fun, do cool. um, Frontera. I'm down. Okay, let's let's plan on that. That'd be fun. Yeah. So anyway, and then uh, I'm recording Sunday for the first episode in July, just to make sure I got okay. it. I'm recording with uh, the Bourbon yeah, Van, who that's I right. met yeah. on Mad Madness. I'm excited to hang out with that couple. Northwest. They are. I think they're Bend. So I'm excited. It'll be nice. kind of fun to pick their Northwest brains. So I'm excited, yeah. man. It's busy, but it's same, like, what is it? No, you're not on the same time zone. I forgot you're on mountain no, time. No. Yeah, but I'm excited because I feel like if I can kind of like my goal is like that first week of July to kind of get things in place and then yeah. hopefully chill. So filtered. 
that's the name of the podcast but yeah hey. no <laughs> it's been no so here's the thing today we had to so i always try to get the girl in summer it's like we'll chill for the morning a little bit get them about an hour they can be on a screen and then i try to get them out to like a park and go play and then like run an nice. errand and it just mm-hmm. so happened junie had a uh doctor's appointment today as well and stuff okay. like that so it's been a busy day but man i love getting to the parks in the mornings and like nice. it's nice and cool still get the kids to play it's been fun i love summer so to, not to interrupt too much but uh that reminds me that um i was planning so wednesday this this wednesday after this comes out mm-hmm. is my daughter's second birthday and so right. i i was hoping i i actually called off from work uh, on Wednesday to just spend the day with her. Heather wasn't able to because she has to kind of conserve. Um, yeah. But I was like, no, we're going to treat this baby with uh, a lot of love on her birthday. And then what Especially happened was we found the last out. One, last si- last exactly. one got a sibling. Yeah. And um, But the hard thing was that uh, we found, not the hard thing, it's a great thing. Uh, Juneteenth is on Monday and Juneteenth, mm-hmm. her daycare took off. So I switched her birthday to Monday. Oh, uh, so we're going to spend all day to get t- together on Monday and we're going to go to, so a uh, funny story, actually um, not too funny, but funny enough is that we uh, went to the library with Beck for the first time ever. And she loved it. Oh, like, she was like, just go back for a book, replace her book, and go back for another, and just kept doing it. There's we so many those, books. Like, yeah, she. I mean, she adores books. She will read books all day if she could. So we're gonna do that. We're gonna do. We're gonna hike in the woods, which she loves. Nice. Uh, we got a trail, like I mentioned before, near our. She's house not your child. So. You don't like to hike. I know, right? And, but uh, with your daughter. But with yeah. her, I like it. Yeah, because yeah. I can like point out things and like oh we can like look for things together. It's amazing. I love hiking with Beck. I don't love hiking on my own. It's probably um, a slower pace as well, which is nice. Yeah. And like, it's not like hard for me to hike. I just think it's boring. But with her, it's like not boring at all because like, like she's whole taking different it in lens. as much as I yeah. am. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, we'll probably visit mommy at work and get lunch with her. Nice. And then uh, I might even um, might even figure something else out. Maybe we can get some like uh, ice cream or something at one point. But I'm really looking forward to it. So we're recording today on Thursday and Monday I'm off. So the Monday that this comes out. So I will be enjoying my day with my daughter the day that this podcast episode I hope I'm so. enjoying my Monday with my daughters as much as you are with yours because we'll be traveling. And I hope that, can be that our love of spirits lifted, lifted your, your whiskey. whiskey. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm not looking forward to traveling. Although like this year, the twins have gotten like, so I, Ch- Chelsea generally sits with Juniper. I sit with Finley. Okay. And Finley's good with the screen for about, 30 minutes and then she's like oh rough That's let's a longer do something 30 minutes yeah. yeah yeah but she is a good movie watcher so what i think i'll do That's is good. uh put a bunch of like we were watching the princess bride for chelsea nice. yesterday and she's like all into it like wait oh that's great that guy look that guy looks like the bad guy but he's the good guy like <laughs> uh-huh. that's great and, uh, so it was fun like so i think i'll try to just watch i'll be watching a lot of disney movies which i'm okay with that's fine what do you what do you stuff. what's the disney movie you, that comes to your mind when you're gonna watch on the plane uh lately they so like that red pant she likes red panda a lot oh cool and then she likes uh did you watch oh, that is it good it is. It is. It definitely deals with feminine issues because it's like yeah. a girl going through puberty. 
And like one time, I, one time I had a kid in my class go, let's watch Red Panda. And like the one girl I had in my class like looked at me more of I'm like, we're not uh, going to watch like, Red Panda at school. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no. no yeah, the room full of boys will skip that one. I, I think a lot of stuff like probably would go over their heads. But so Red Panda and then Inside Out. She's been like an Inside Out. Lately, nice. So. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Have you watched that jury duty show? It's on Prime about the one guy on the jury who doesn't know he's the only non-actor. That sounds amazing. I don't even, it, I've never heard of it, never heard of anything like that, but I already oh, love okay. it. Yeah, it came out a little while ago and like people, there was a buzz and then I don't, I, don't, I think it so just there's one guy on it who just thinks it's He's, legit. He thinks it's legit and he thinks it's like this. It's so honestly, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, that sounds good. But then uh-huh. as I watch it, I'm like, this is like the off. So like the people playing characters don't break characters, but they'll do like their yeah. side interviews as the oh, characters. Oh, totally. Like a talking so head it's, thing. It's yeah. very much like The Office. Oh, that's um, great. They stick, stay in it and stuff like that. But uh, like James something or others on there, the ones on the True Love's Enchanted. And so we'll probably oh, nice. like Enchanted too. But no, it's, it's on Prime. So you should check it out. It is pretty good. So. That I saw something on Instagram a while back, at least six months back, that was like maybe even a year back, but it said it was like a tweet basically that was like, Hey, here's a good show idea. And it said, and It reminds me of what you said, uh, where it's basically <clears throat> The Bachelor, but all gay dudes. And, and so they're all like trying to, I uh, know, yeah, yeah, they're all trying to like, I forget what it was. Oh, no, no, it's a bunch of gay dudes and one non, or one straight guy. And they're all trying to figure out who the straight guy is. And like, it's, it's basically a show on that. But the twist is that they're truly all straight guys. Wouldn't that be great? That would be so funny. Oh, jeez. Oh, no, this show is really good too, because like, they'll take things where he says, like suggest something to somebody like, the, like one of the first episodes he's like how do you get out of jury dude he's like oh i saw this family episode where like peter's just like i'm racist and so they're interviewing the guy he's talking to, like why can't you be part of this and he goes and he goes i uh and he looks at the guy you see that i go does the um does the guy the one guy does he get talking head moments too yeah 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 because he thinks it's a dog okay so it's kind of a reality show that he thinks everyone's the same on but he's the yes. only one who's not acting okay, he's cool. not in on it yeah no that's great you gotta check it out i like it so far it's been how many good. seasons just one i think it's just one yeah i think it just came out that's like, cool. in the spring so i think i told it's you fun. i started watching um uh, i think you should leave with tim robinson yeah. and i love it I, I, I watched the whole series. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely like I think I mentioned it was it was almost like a lot of sketches from SNL that just wouldn't make SNL. Like they they're just too weird or too off brand mm-hmm. or anything like that. And they are just like I I joke with my coworkers about it all the time. Like there's just so many lines in that show which I dig. So no, I just figured out HBO max which is now max has the learning channel on it oh i'm a sucker for reality tv like i know i know i know i'm sorry he knows it's it's my guilty pleasure but like i have always loved watching little people big world so now i'm getting i'm getting caught up in my roll off family yeah nice i um i'm not big reality tv i actually like there's probably something reality that I can appreciate, but I just, I feel like reality TV these days is an opportunity for someone to be like, Hey, let me get famous. 
as that's opposed like, to that's like us on this podcast that's all we want yeah that's all we want it's just you know why why do we put in so little effort and yet uh we aren't famous yet no we're famous we're famous among a few we're, we're definitely not the podcast um, but we're uh, you know what i'm happy with where we're at and i'm happy with where we're going you know like the funny thing is and i don't like i don't love to talk numbers but we are growing and i appreciate that and i appreciate those who are listening who are new um, because, you know, after five years here, we're not putting in the social media effort that you might want to see from a five-year podcast, but we got a following that I really love and like good people too. So Salt I'm in. The earth. Sold. Yeah. You betrayed me, you backstabbing hoe. Who's that, me? That's right. Uh, the director just told me to tell you that for a Get Famous Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, director. <laughs> We've been faking it this whole time. We've been faking the funk this whole time. There's only, there's honestly, there's only, we have faked the funk. I just realized. Yeah, that. you have. I faked the funk on a rating, but we also faked the funk on advertisements. Uh, oh, I love faking the funk on an advertisement, though. <laughs> like, there is so much joy to doing a live read and just laughing the whole, and trying not to laugh the whole time. Like, remember when we did, uh, Meundies? Like, it's, What's that? We did MeUndies? Yeah, we did a MeUndies one. Oh, dude. It's just so fun to just make it up as you go and try not to laugh. Like, we would do, like, five takes, usually, for one live read and just have a blast doing it. fake one, because Adam was like, you guys got to start. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, we did that. No. We never got the affiliate links. (laughs) <laughs> but we would fake that. Yeah, I'm just going to say that out loud right now. So if, for those who listen to those episodes where we did uh, affiliate link ones, we never actually signed up. <laughs> we just told Adam we would. And then um, and then basically faked them until Adam was happy. And we're like, all right, we're done with these. Yeah. But we still had a blast doing it. So we should do affiliate links and, and hopefully make some money. But like we should do that just because we have a blast doing them. You know what we should do? Uh-huh. Well, here's the problem. Does it involve only- Bush's baked beans? Well, we I, I mean, obviously we should do an advertisement. So for them. I I actually have moved forward in my mind to what I'm going to do to reach out to Bush's baked beans soon. Oh, you're gonna reach out and touch them? Yeah, I'm gonna reach out and touch those beans. <laughs> Coddle those beans. <laughs> Swallow <laughs> those beans. Yeah, I just Swallow love those beans. beans. Uh, yeah. no, what we should do is maybe like listeners, if there's like uh, a company you want us to do a, a live read for an advertisement let us know yeah we're there we'll do a i mean like read. there's oh, there's obvious low-hanging fruit like camp chef bushes baked beans yeah. uh solo stoves solo chirp stoves. wheels chirp wheels the nose hair plucker yep but let us know because they are yeah. kind of fun to joke our way through yeah even if we have to fake one or two that's the oh. time we'll fake the funk although you know we are fans of all those brands um but sometimes you got to fake the funk hey, to Cole. sell something. Uh huh. Cool. You ever get that not so fresh feeling down there? Uh, yeah. I'll tell you <laughs> what, bro. I get those not so fresh feelings on the daily, Robbie. See, this is it. We like we try to just <laughs> that we can't handle it. It's so funny. Oh, I thought you were being serious though. That's why I was no, laughing. I was no, like, oh, was, Cole's going to be talking about his trenches uh, live read right there. Yeah, no. Oh, right. I love live reads. Can I say one more thing before we go to break? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moose, I love my dog, but guess what he did when we went out to the doctor's office? Farted Actually, upstairs, on the doctor. When I was upstairs getting the bath ready for Junie, 
Uh-huh. He pulled down, gosh, it was a dozen cookies off the counter from Crumble. <laughs> and then he ate a whole bag of beef jerky. Oh, no. Guess where Moose is sleeping tonight? Outside. In the backyard. Yeah. Backyard. No, he's not coming in. That dog's going to be loose pooping all night long, man. Do you know loose pooping the song boogie? Kitty by the President of the United States of America? Yeah. You know where he's like, at the end, he's like, basically, he uses the F word, but he's like, F you, kitty, you're going to sleep outside. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Kitty on the floor, and I want to touch it. (laughs) Pushy Perrin, looking so satisfied. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's such a good song. I mean, I love the president. So anyway, this has been a great uh, shoot in the breeze. I just wanted to shout out to, no, this is great. I love it. I want to shout out to uh, Ben Klepsig at Mount Tad Marketers. Always, always um, ben Klepsig. I am drinking one of his Christmas samples that I'm cool with drinking because I don't feel like it would make a great episode as it is a barrel pick that is not <clears throat> too special. Uh, but I'm drinking his Knob Creek Woodman's pick. Woodman's is a nice grocery store out in the How's Wisconsin Ben's area. Knob Wood? Oh, Ben's Knob is pretty good. Nice and uh, nutty, Woody. I would say. <laughs> And uh, and I would say there's oak and woodiness to it as well. We love you, Ben. He can take Ben is the best. Can I say mm. something too? What before like, one last something. thing? Yeah, we've been a little nostalgic already. And I was just thinking yeah. today. I was looking at my like. I got some samples from Bryce this week. I was putting mm. them up on the shelf. My my sample yeah. shelf is running out of space. But I remember when I started. Awesome. When yeah. I started with you, it was like we had to buy like every bottle except for like the seventh yeah. bottle like we'd have a sample from somebody and now it's yeah, like we yeah, have pretty so much. many samples well we won't run out anytime we're soon. not running yeah we, like, we used to be like we'd say things like all right we got enough samples to get us to like two more months <laughs> yeah, yeah and now we have over a year's worth if so we just awesome. drank samples we would have over a year's worth nice that's awesome so yeah, we love you love guys. You guys. And, I'll, and I'll shout out a little bit uh, before we get into the history. But what do you say we go for a quick walk break? Maybe I'll go to the woods. Maybe you'll go to that little trail near your house. But we'll be right back after this break. And we're back. Once again, with Chill Filtered. Uh, really quick, some notes to get to. Thank you to Bryce Marita, who sent uh, both uh, Robbie and I a sample or two uh, this week. And we're really excited to dig in them, hopefully very soon. So maybe not very soon, because uh, I'll be off on uh, paternity leave for a little bit. But a baller salute to this, Bryce Marita. And nameless friend. I'm just going to say that. Um... Otherwise, great conversations this week, and I appreciate everyone that reached out. And then, quick, a big thank you, baller salute to Brian Rapp for uh, providing the sample that we're drinking today of Blanton's Gold. Yeah. So, getting into the history, uh, this is not our first Blanton's branded bottle. We've drank it on the podcast. It will be our third, actually. Episode 49, we skipped right ahead to the Blanton Straight from the Barrel that we got from Caleb Olson. And that was that was phenomenal. That was uh, one of the top ten bourbons I've ever had. To be honest, uh, that was like that was like butterscotch. You weren't there, Robbie, but you were there. 
when we had maybe I I doubt I shared it because I probably downed that thing. But we you were there on your first episode as a co-host, episode eighty one. We drank Blanton's single barrel, the standard Blanton's. So that was cool. So I this think, is kind of nostalgic. Did you did you share a you had did you previously own a bottle of Blanton's gold? No, I've never had Blanton's gold. But Blanton's straight from the barrel. I have a bottle, but I haven't cracked it. Because you shared a Blanton's with me that one Christmas you guys came. Was it standard Blanton's? It wasn't. I don't standard. think it was. Oh, maybe anyway. I did share a little bit of that Blanton straight from the barrel. I think huh. you did. I think it was just a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised. It was oh, so it good. Was, and I was like, this is like butter. I was like, yeah. it's got like a buttery mouth feeling. You're like, oh, good note, Robbie. I'm encouraging you as much as I can. Drink no, whiskey. No, no, with it was me. good. Drink whiskey yeah. with me, man. Um, but I've had some Blanton straight from the barrel since, and none have matched that first one that I had with. That was Caleb Olson. So shout out to Caleb Olson. What a baller. Seriously. Uh, another. Uh, oh, yeah. So so actually, um, there's some cool background on this one. I read some a really good article that gave me a lot of cool history that didn't so much overlap with prior episodes. Uh, so let's get into that. And yep. So like I said, really cool history today, which is different from the last two Blanton's related episodes we've done. I believe it was uh, the straight from the barrel episode. Uh, where we talked about how Age International, a Japanese company, owns the Blanton's brand. Even though Buffalo Trace makes it in Kentucky, uh, Japanese, uh, Japanese brand benefits quite a bit from the branding of Blanton's. So much so that Blanton's gold, green label, and straight from the barrel uh, weren't even sold in the U.S. until a few years ago uh, when Age International decided to expand it from a uh, expand it from the generally just international excluding the US. Uh, so before, like a few years ago, don't, you had to buy straight from the barrel outside of the US, but recently they've started to make it a US thing as well. Uh, but I found a cool article uh, which with sources of the article like Fred Minnick or Chuck Cowdery, both fantastic bourbon historians. Uh, the article is called Blanton's Single Barrel Bourbon was born in Japan. And that was on vinepair.com, uh, written by Emily Bell. Very Emily. interesting stuff if you want to read it. Uh, but, so we know that Blanton Single Barrel was one uh, of the first single barrel bourbons that was marketed, at least. Like, some people would have single barrels, technically, because they just poured it out of the barrel. But this was one of the first marketed single barrel bourbons uh, out there. And it was introduced in 1984. And most people think that Elmer T. Lee, the master distiller of the time at the time, was the guy behind it. And he sort of was, uh, but not totally the driving force. In fact, he was probably the minor driving force of what the product became. Driving force menorah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there were two guys, one guy named Ferdy Falk and one guy named Bob Burnett. Baranaskis. Uh, they had previously worked for Fleischmann's Distillery, uh, and and Fleischmann's was in the end bought out uh, by another company. And they just these guys, these two guys, decided to leave the company and move on to the Shenley Company. Do you remember the Shenley uh, Distillery we were talking about? And just Shenley like company. Okay, I think I think it was the uh, Stag Junior episode about ten episodes ago, nine or so. 
uh, that we talked about. You're it, asking but the wrong it might guy not to remember something. No, yeah, yeah, it's all good. Shenley, so Shenley was a, is a big deal in the conglomerate world, and it it isn't anymore, but it was. Uh, and anyways, they basically owned Buffalo Trace's distillery, and it wasn't called that at the time, but um, <clears throat> before Sazerac did. And where did I leave off? So uh, anyway, Shenley Industries purchased the Albert B. Bland's distillery. Also, some, I, I couldn't figure out when it was called Albert B. Bland's distillery and when it was called the George C. Stagg distillery. I found more, um, <clears throat> more sources that said it hadn't changed names to the Albert B. Bland's distillery. But either way, that's what one of the articles said. So don't say I'm inaccurate. Just say I don't have all the full sources. Oh, and I'm willing to admit meandering. That. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm okay with that. Ferdy and Bob had some foresight and noticed, like we've discussed on prior episodes, that the 1980s were not kind to bourbon in the U.S. But that doesn't mean the 1980s were kind to bourbon at all. Weren't kind to bourbon at all. In fact, uh, Japan was gobbling up bourbon at the time. Like they were taking as much bourbon as they could take at that time. And Ferdy and Bob decided that uh, one of their first order of businesses or orders of business would be to create a <laughs> bourbon product for the Japanese market. Um, and they did release some in the U.S. as well. But the intention and Japan's desire was that it would be much bigger in Japan. Uh, one fun fact, in terms of bourbon exports in general, like bourbon exiting the U.S., 51% of bourbon at the time was going to Japan, which is crazy. A small country like that, when you think about it, that they were getting more than half of the bourbon exports from the U.S. They've got uh, the Chuck Cowdery uh, made a point. Share. What's that? Yeah, yeah, they have the majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. They can make the change. Ca- yeah, they can. They can. They can make the votes. So Chuck Cowdery, great bourbon distiller, was... <laughs> or great bourbon historian, uh, made a point that on uh, in the U.S. people were shying away at the time in the 1980s from bourbon because that kind of that's what their dad drank, and and that was definitely I'm not a thing. like, they were, like you, going, man. Okay, yeah, I'm not. I'm my own man, dad, man. Um, <laughs> And so uh, people were moving a lot more towards vodka, gin, stuff like that. On the other hand, in Japan, Japan didn't grow up or their fathers didn't grow up on bourbon. They grew up on scotch or Japanese whiskey, which are very similar. And uh, the article did a great job saying of like the the culture shift in Japan and the U.S. that led to the Japanese people seeing, oh, you know, bourbon is actually a great alternative to scotch or Japanese whiskey. Uh, and so they were getting more into bourbon. We were getting less into bourbon as a country. And so they were picking up all these things. So uh, scotch, let me tell you this. So so before there was bourbon, there was scotch. So scotch is the official um, gateway whiskey, if you think about it. Scotch leads to Japanese. Japanese leads to bourbon. Bourbon leads to gin and vodka. Just it's how it goes. <laughs> so all this to say, Japan loved their bourbon and Blanton's was truly made for the for the Japanese market, which is kind of interesting, that is. Uh, especially when you think of what Blanton's is today and how big it is in the U.S. So when Sazerac bought the, the distillery in 1992 and Age International kept Blanton's, the Blanton's brand, they held on tight to it uh, and did not sell it because they were making good money off of it. 
And I think that was a good idea business-wise for the Japanese company, Asian International, especially to this day where Blanton's is such an in-demand product. So let's get into what we're drinking today, Blanton's Gold. Uh, first of all, it is a high rye uh, bourbon from Buffalo Trace Mashville number two, which is undisclosed in terms of the ratios, but that's okay. Uh, so is everything at Buffalo Trace. Uh, but it is known to have more rye, at least, than Buffalo Trace Mashville Number 1, which is like Eagle Rare and all that in Buffalo Trace. Uh, standard Blanton's is 93 proof. Blanton's Gold is 103 proof. Oh, boy. Uh, like all Blanton's products, aged exclusively in Warehouse H, uh, which apparently Elmer T. Lee thought, you know, this is something different and i believe it's a metal rick house i might be wrong in saying that but i believe it's like a metal based rick house uh, and some great aging goes on in certain metal based warehouses so uh no age statement but believed to be about six to eight years old uh thanks again to brian rap what a baller and retail is about 120 uh but it can go hundos higher if you know what i mean so let's get into pouring this sample out for the All homies. Right. No, no, mm. for me. So I, you know, there is a um, group of people, a subculture, you might say, who think Blanton's is terrible. I think Blanton's is fantastic. I think it's actually a really good bourbon. And it's uh, very agreeable, very fruity. Uh, I love it. Uh, I just think it's overhyped. That's the reason I might shy away from Blanton's in general. It's just overhyped. It's really not worth as much as people were willing to pay for it. I think it's honestly, I think it's worth 60, 65 that it's retail is for the standard. Um, no, I but agree. like people I think... will very much disagree with me on that. One. I would not go out of my way to find it. I would not go out of my way and pay like secondary price on it. Yeah. Never. But it's like, it is good. I mean, it is good. I would pay retail any day for blends. In fact, I got a few bottles stored up right now. All right. I get mixed berries with okay. a little bit of like honey, sharp sweetness, okay. but I also get a little like, the rye note I'm getting from it is there's a little rye spice, but it's more like on the side of cinnamon to me. Okay. I am getting, I'm getting your mixed berries, but I'm also getting fresh apple. Uh, not too a, sour, not too green, yep. but like a fresh, like honey crisp or my favorite is a pink lady. Um, it is a little more potent than like, it's truly higher proof in, in the nose than, um, than Blanton's single barrel standard uh, i can get a little more alcohol vapors but i love the fresh apple notes i dig them so much so robbie took a few sips what do you think huh a little underwhelmed um mm -hmm. first sip very thin um very light even given the proofage on it i get really like at, i get a lot of apple but it's like you know when you bite into an apple and it's kind of grainy and doesn't feel yeah. like it's overripe i got yeah, yeah, like yeah. an overripe apple where it's not super sweet and you're just kind of like oh yeah um 
Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. What are you thinking? Yeah, I am caught off guard by this. This is my first sip ever of Blanton's Gold. And uh, first thing that came to mind after sipping it was that the finish just dropped off a cliff. It, and and Blanton's Standard, in my opinion, at least of the single barrels I've had of Blanton's Standard, does not do that. Blanton's, in general, like has a nice, smooth, uh, continuing finish that... Um, Reminds me of apples and baking apples usually and, and stuff like that. But uh, this kind of has no finish in the long term, at least. Uh, but it has a little bit of apple, but it just died off. I really got to give this a second chance uh, and a second sip because I'm a little, like you said, underwhelmed comparatively, even just to the 93 proof. So, yeah, yeah. you can go ahead again. But no, it. Uh, I want to say it was like some sort of floraliness there but in the sense like i don't even i think this flavor oh gosh i don't even know what i'm trying to say it's just just maybe a little floral there but in general like even on my second and third sip i'm like there's i mean i'm not blown away that's for sure i'm very underwhelmed there's not not a lot going on like i get a little bit of like medicinal on the finish heading towards bitterness like yeah would it be cool to have this on my shelf? Absolutely. Look, I got the yeah. button gold. Hey, there's a button cool, gold. Like, yeah. it's, very, it's very pretty. It's very pretty. Yeah. But I would keep it on the shelf at this point because I don't know if it's worth drinking. So my second <laughs> sip was a little bit better. Yeah. Um, that general... Um, Appleiness that I typically get from Mashville number two is there and it's good. I don't know if it's better than the 93 proof though. I would I don't think it after. is. Um yeah, this is one of those ones that I totally agree with what you said. It's like this looks really good on a shelf, but might not be the first blends I reach for. Um okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna drop some drops. I, I had four sips and f- kind of came to the conclusion <laughs> like that... you were going to swear there for a second. No, no, no. Yeah. It, it, it was, <laughs> yeah, it did. Even for me, I was like, Oh, that did sound like I was going to say that word. <laughs> um, but I finally came to the conclusion that it's good. It's is not it... rocking. I think it is good. I'm, I'm actually say, not going to say, say this neat is, bad. is not. I would say neat is not bad. Yeah. I don't know if I would say it was good. All right. I dropped my water. I would say it's good, not bad, not great. Personally. I'm at the not bad stage. Um, okay. I already dropped my water. And yeah, I am getting much more apple Like it is apple yeah. for sure. Not super vibrant, but it is definitely much more. Oh, the nose um, is great. Much more prevalent of a nose than neat was for sure on anything. So I love this nose. Yeah, it is much better. Yeah, I have a feeling this will be the better sip, which will probably bring it closer to Blanton's 93 proof. But, uh, dude, already better. Yeah. Like light years better. Mm. Right? Right off the front. Yep. It's robust. It's Blanton's to Blanton's gold. That's official. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, like, okay, so that's good to know, though, because how often yeah. are you going to see Blanton's gold? Yeah, not often. 
Not that so I've never it, seen one. That's one you can just keep on your shelf. Yeah. Done. Yeah. I forget. I the I gotta look something up. I have a um so right now I'm in the lottery for ABC for three bottles. There is oh, planting straight for the barrels, one of them. Uh, so I have a chance at that. And then E.H. Taylor barrel proof and then Weller single barrel right now. So, so yeah. I would love to win one of those straight from the barrels or heck an E.H. Taylor uh, barrel proof. My goal is to win two E.H. Taylor barrel proofs. And then I'm going to reach out to Brian Rapp, who recently said it was one of his like he would spend a lot of money for that one. And he just has blows. a bottle of Eagle Rare 17. And then one day I'm going to tell him, hey. I'll give you two bottles of E.H. Taylor and potentially um, a I would heck, dude, I would throw down. I would do two bottles of E.H. Taylor barrel proof and then uh, the Van Winkle 12 year that I have for e, for uh, Eagle Rare 17. I would do that. Do that right now <laughs> because I love Eagle Rare 17. The joy on your face as you said that. Like, yeah, just and then I'll reach out to him, and he will know exactly what's coming. Although he's apparently off the grid right now, he's in like um, some crazy island in the Pacific. So maybe he'll listen to this this week, but maybe he'll listen to it in a few weeks. And at that point, I'll have my EH Taylor barrel proofs, and I'll be like, "Yo, Brian, let's talk." So anyway, I'm giving um, away my whole hand right here. So yeah, where's your poker face, brother? No. Um, I need that. Also, <laughs> so it's like it very much is Appley. It's sweet, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. I also get like that rye comes out a little bit, and I, I'm getting like the cinnamon side of a rye, which nice. I'm, li- I'm liking it, man. I, I like this mm-hmm. with water. Would I pay for it to put water in it? I don't know if I could no. do that. Yeah. Ooh, the finish. I just realized the finish is like kind of green apple and just beautifully rounded apples in a baking kind of way. So much better than the standard neat. I'm with you on the green because green can have some tartness to it. Yep. And it's mm-hmm. on, definitely on that end of the. End I don't of know the... how Buffalo Trace does it, but apples are their, their speciality. Oh, man. When I was a kid, I remember we'd always go to Grover's Apple Orchard as a field trip. Grover's uh-huh. had it on apples. They would have like the, the cider pressing machine and you would just like put your like. Come on, kids, light it up. Put your cup under the cider machine. You drink the cider. Oh, that's cool. Apple. Oh, gosh, I loved it. I got different ice today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's from a bag. Is it like from... Do you know you can get uh, nugget ice from Sonic? Yeah. I don't care for it. No, I know you know. Now our listeners know. Yeah. They'll just give you a whole bag of it. You pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pay like three bucks. <laughs> you just yeah. go, I know the nugget ice hack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're like, give me. Now give me. So the funny thing about Junie is she loves watching like <clears throat> craft hacking video type things. Uh-huh. And she'll be like, like some, like she'll see something. She's like, ah, I know a hack for this. Like, <laughs> ah. like That's great. We'll be like, hey, time to put the iPad down. We got to go play. And she'll be like, I gotta finish the hack. Like, oh, it's funny. Yeah. Ooh, I, uh, I kind of like the nose with ice. Yeah, it's subtle. It's it's, it's kind of like vanilla e for me. Like if a uh, sparkling cider lost its carbonation, almost. Yeah. I yeah, like it. Almost, but there's also like 
slight there's a slight medicinal bitterness kind of a thing going on where i get a little Uh bit of like an apple cider vinegar but like not a strong like nothing strong at all there's a little bit of something there too this nose oh it's interesting i like this this is my favorite nose so far for sure it's a little different definitely different yeah i'm impressed i'm surprised by it so i think it's a little too thin with ice um yeah there's something that just doesn't hit the same way that the water pour does uh it thins out too much gets a little too florally to me um little too spread out i don't love it as I, much but it's good i, I actually might prefer think this over neat. neat pour yep absolutely yeah, no i'm with you Maybe, it does yeah. like <clears throat> i think like if you gave this iced to someone who's just getting into whiskey good to go it's just mm-hmm. it but the with water it was it kind of hit that robust point where it's like ah here we go that's where you want to be that's the sweet spot yeah <clears throat> this is it's thin for sure um a little bit of appley still mm-hmm. kind of sweet but it's just again yeah. falls flat it's flat yeah yeah that's a good way to put it i think it does so we always rate based on the best pour that's what we should do so yeah. i have oh, a rating let me, let me look back on our previous ratings of just blanton straight from the barrel or standards blanton's do you have the, uh, the the spreadsheet? No, I don't. But I'm saying like that's what the the water pour should be pretty close to. Yeah, I agree. All right, what do you got, Cole? I yeah, I'm gonna say nine point oh five. I do believe this oh. breaks nine, uh, especially for the neat pour. I mean the water ice water pour water pour. Uh, I love apples in my bourbon. I love the smell. I love the taste. I love how it works. And I think the neat pour really brought that out. Uh, It's a little disappointing. I would have gone higher. I think if the neat pour were like that, Uh, but the best pour, like we mentioned is the water pour, which really brings it down to the 93, at least proof uh, where Blanton's standard is. So I don't think that's saying much about, um, Blanton's gold, but I think that's saying a lot about Blanton's. So yes. either way, 9.05. No, um, I'm surprised you went that high. I am at 8.4. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For shelf-wise, 9.5. But nice. in my mouth-wise, 8.4. Um, excuse me. I had to get that 8.4 out of my mouth. Nice. Um, yeah, no, it's... Uh, it's good. It's it's like hovers between. It's not bad and good. It's good. And there's some little things there that kind of surprise me uh, on the ice pour. But yeah, overall underwhelmed. That being yeah. said, I am uh-huh. still glad I got a drink of it. Now I know. Yeah. Now you I'm know. Happy. I'm still a happy man. Happy. He's man. a happy man, everyone. Yeah. All right. I love that. So why don't we uh, move on to our next segment of the show? A segment. That we truly like to call Whiskey World News. Yeah, we're back. Part of the show we like to call Whiskey World News. Uh, Reginald Arkelton, right? Going to read it. Here it goes. This one comes from the Whiskey Wash, written by. 
Gary Carter, titled mm. one of the world's rarest Japanese whiskey to be opened in Portland this summer. A two-day event in July 21st through 22nd will see one of the world's rarest Japanese whiskeys, a Yamazaki 55-year-old. 55. Nice. Yep, at the Multnomah Whiskey Library. You I've been there. Oh, wait, no, I haven't. That's we were true. going to go there, then COVID hit. Yeah, I remember we that. Was come like out, literally we the month Portland. before COVID. Yeah. February of Jerome was going to take us out there. Yeah. Yeah. In June of 2020, Yamazaki released 100 bottles of their 55-year-old single malt distilled in 1960. Or of those 100 bottles, 20 made it to the United States. And a few made it to the West Coast. And one of those to the Multnomah Whiskey Library. I believe Interestingly, it. a portrait of Centauri founder, Shinjiro Tori. That was not probably... I should probably should have done Shinjiro. an accent. Shinjiro. <laughs> Shinny. You just got to make it Americanized. Shinjiro. I feel like that's almost, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably the Multoma Whiskey Library, part of the fabric of the place. The library's operators knew that they acquired the rare bottle. They had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to share it with the world in a unique way. There were openings in L.A., New York for Yamazaki 55, and it was decided that Portland would get to taste the spirit. The organizer of the two-day event said this in their possible possible thanks to a year-long friendship between the library and the world-renowned Portland Japanese Garden. The relationship fostered cultural exchange between the proponent and of excellent craft, along with passion for art forms that stand the nature of time. The Yamazaki 55 two-day celebration in Portland, slated for July 21st and 22nd, for those will, be, will be for those who love the world of spirits, culture, and art. They will dive deep in the context of Japanese whiskey, surrounded by the art of Japanese gardening, alongside international luminaries like House of Suntory's chief blender, Shinji See, now this is the thing. Fukuyo. Nice. Don't want to Americanize that one. We're in our <laughs> explicit rating. David yeah. Broom, international whiskey writer, Mary Beth Bullard, chef and culinary diplomat, Jim Meehan, writers, mixologist, Jim Beard Wars winning, at the library's own roster of culinary and beverage talent. Celebration includes a welcome dinner with the guests of honor at the Japanese Garden, vertical tastings of other hard to find Yamazaki whiskeys with discussions led by Fukuyo coursed pairings dinners and more cool any thoughts about that i know it's kind of a basic thing not not did too it out say there. the price it did not say the price that's where they get you <laughs> figure it out i but assume it's, it's got to be super expensive yeah at least a thousand dollars a bottle um a bottle but or a pour um so i'm gonna look that up but in the meantime i will say this um that I think they're doing the right thing with, uh, you know, giving it like, like just making an event. Um, here it is. So I'm looking on their website, one ounce pour. Um, there's a raffle. So they're going to do a raffle and information here, a hundred dollars for the raffle and who knows how many raffle tickets there will be. Uh, but I actually dig that. Um, They'll have other additional prizes if you don't win. But, uh, I, you know, I, I think that's better than offering it for $1,000 a pour uh, because only the rich people are going to buy it and the only rich people are going to experience it. I love and the like, fact that we like to say, it. like Aerosmith says, eat the rich. Sweet emotion. But now they're rich. Yeah. But and Janie's um, got a gun? Yeah. Um, now I'm crying. Dude. What is the song? Uh, Dude looks like a lady. Hey, cool. I would have told uh -huh. you if you only would have walked this way. 
That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You know. But uh, I think they're doing it right. I think a raffle is a better idea. And like, it sucks if you don't win the raffle, but it would be amazing if you won the raffle. So that's the risk of a raffle. Uh, but I appreciate them doing that. I would, I've always wanted to go to the Multnomah Whiskey Library. Uh, we got to hit up uh, Jerome and just make it happen one of these days once Jerome our kids are a little older. Episode. Jerome and I yeah, that'd be a killer episode. What if we did it in the library? What? So anyway. That'd be fun. That'll happen once once my kids are of the age where I could leave them with Heather for a weekend or so. Or, you know, maybe if Robbie visited me, um, we would secretly transport to Portland, Oregon. And um but no. Here's the thing. You are Mexico's more financially you're more financially inclined. Yes. I at this point but in my I'm life. not kid inclined. Exactly. At this point, yeah. I'm getting more kid inclined. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll figure things out. Yeah, we'll get it going. Dude. But what do you think? I just like two weeks. You're gonna be a two kiddo dad. Dude, we'll be matched. The oh. old parent kid match. Yeah, one on one. I can't wait to beat this little girl. So in the ultrasounds, they've uh been saying that like her she's got some hair. Uh, which I love. I love the fact that she's got I some got hair. I can't wait to hair. see you what color her hair. hair. What? Yeah, I have pretty thick hair. But um, Beck was born like dark brunette, and now she's like super blonde. Oh my gosh! Uh, so I'm, I'm curious if curls. this one will be a brunette, or uh, or if she'll be born blonde, or if she'll stay brunette. I have a feeling it could go any direction. So I'm excited. I just can't wait to meet this little she girl. She's going to come out. <laughs> crusty yeah. Brown hair. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like frizzy and, and outward fro. Yeah. Or no, I'm thinking of, um, sideshow Bob either way. Crusty's sidewards. Yeah. They're both blue. sideward blue. Yeah. But this baby or sideshow Bob is more of the Brown um yes right yeah yes okay so my ideas on the article i think it's awesome i think like make like instead of just being like hey come to the library yeah pay for a membership then Mm. you can have access to pay for a a shot like that's awesome like make it like especially like being like hey like we've got these japanese gardens we honor japanese culture because there's a lot there was a large japanese um population in the northwest in general Um, yeah just make it a cultural kind of fun event. Throw a raffle. There you go. I think they're doing it right. Sounds good. And good on you. A portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Portland Japanese Garden, which I there dig. you go. It's beautiful. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? No, I would love to. Portland's got it going on, man. I loved our visits to Portland. It is. Um, it's been like little tricky lately. Like you got to be kind of careful where you park your car and kind of do stuff. Oh, really? Just yeah, yeah, but in general, the city is really cool. It's fun. I love it. Good I love the Alberta district when I went there, and the Hawthorne district. We spent a lot. Of our friends uh, Abby and Michael lived in the Hawthorne, and it is nice. a cool little area. That is. Cool. You get such good food. It's people. Nice. It's just people are like, "Hey, here's this thing. I'm gonna make it a little weird and take take it a, a, another step." And you're like, "Oh my god, this is freaking awesome!" It's yeah, nice, great food. That's cool. You know one thing I miss about living in Seattle? Was that? Was getting good teriyaki for super cheap. Dude, like just that's re- the thing. And pho. 
great yeah. fun, great teriyaki. There's no good was fun, sweet. Boise. Um, I've yet to find a place where I'm like, where it's number one, good, and number two, yeah. cheap. Yeah. So no, that's legit. Um, All right. Cool. Time for yeah. what whiskey would you choose? Moving on. Yeah, let's go over last week's results. Last week's results. You would think, since I segued into it, I'd have it ready. Last week, we talked about what is your I am frustrated. Timeout whiskey. Mommy, daddy. Per, I need some co- time to myself. It's just, you don't have to be a mommy or daddy. You can just be like, and it's coming from my daddy perspective of like, Give me a second. But if you your timeout He's got whiskey, daddy issues. What's your frustrated mm-hmm. timeout whiskey? I went with uh, early times bottle and bond. Cole went with Stag Junior. Cole won fifty six to forty four percent. So I think people are kind of along lines. You were more like, if I'm going to sit and take a timeout, I want something nice that I'm going to enjoy and just be into the whiskey. My thought yeah. was, I want something that's cheap that's just going to go. Okay, let's get back to it. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. So that's where I was at. So I think that was a pretty good toss there. Uh, Mark Onezi, what I have on hand, preferably a wild turkey uh, RB. What's wild turkey? A uh, rare breed. Yeah. Rare breed. Oh, and rare yeah. breed drive. You know, oh, it's perfect. He's, I think yeah. that's the good bridge between Cole Stag and my yeah, that is uh, a good early point. times. Uh, Kill the five one eight gin because I'm not going to be able to enjoy a whiskey. Oh, yeah. Because when you're, you're like, mad, I can't enjoy you this. Enjoy I'm just some. Just yeah. Throw some gin down my throat. Uh, John Sean Ciaro, not John, sorry. 1792 foolproof always adjusts my mood in the right direction. That was like the most like mindful answer. Ever. Yeah, adjust my mood. Sean. In the right you need that when you're a detective. Uh, DJ Rockefeller, 1981 Eagle Rare, something good, but not too good. That's Brian Rap, Old Forester Barrel Strength, Bro Taskmaster. Today is Heaven Hill Bottom Bond. I'm cranky. I think you replied twice too because I think the first yeah. three was another answer. Both. Yeah. Whiskey drinking panda, uh, Knob Creek nine sing, single barrel, SIB. Knob Creek, SIB yeah, single barrel. barrel. Okay, yeah, single barrel, SIB. Paul Clarkson, barrel. whatever one that I don't mind taking a swig from the bottle with. That's the truth. Yeah, and that's a good question. Before, and Brotasnasmino said yesterday it was Weller Special Reserve. It's been a hot work. It's it's been hot and work has been stressful. So there you yeah. go. There's some good answers. All right, so, Cole. I have something unless you do. I got something. I want to go this week because mine is related to the um mm. you know what we talked right. about recently. Yo, so, yes, all the things we talked about, but that one specific thing. So, okay. Was it who who said on the results uh basically drinking from the bottle? Oh was it Paul Clarkson? I think so. What what was the phrasing he used? Paul Clarkson. Whatever on hand that I don't mind taking a smoke from the bottle with. So what is your on hand bottle that you don't mind swigging from the bottle? That's oh, man. this week's what we see what to choose. So mine's either going to be Wild Turkey 101 mm-hmm. or Old Granddad Bottle and Bond. Okay. I like that. But I think I'm going to go with this because Wild Turkey is just kind of like a good yeah. bros, dudes hanging out thing. And you're like, yeah. here, pass the bottle. Right? Yeah. And that's uh-huh. where you typically t- you would take a swig from that. So I'm going to say Wild Turkey 101. I like that. I like that a lot. 
I'm gonna go with Sazerac Baby Saz six That's year. Perfect. Yep. Um, I I think it's a great bottle to to swig because it's got that really long neck. Uh, but also I think it's just it's not too hands, expensive. Just... Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not too expensive and uh, that was some good is... sound language oh he just drank some saz eight baby saz. yeah it's it's the international sound of drinking saz sound language sound language yeah. yeah and um yeah i just think sazerac six would be perfect i i think that's the ultimate swig bottle so yeah i gotcha so no next i week, think the ultimate uh-huh. is carlos rossi cannonball Oh yeah, that's a college thing. That the uh, the jug with the handle with the yeah yeah, and you put mm-hmm. it you put the handle on your pinky and your ring finger and the bottle and the crook. <laughs> I can tell this is from experience, hundred uh, percent. So yeah, this week next week we're gonna be drinking a Delbach Frontera. Are we gonna pull in a Delbach uh, celebrity? Maybe I doubt it. Uh, but uh, for those who are um, interested, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll pull it in. Tune in next week. Yeah, just tune in next week. What the <laughs> heck? You know, uh, maybe we will time. pull in Mark Same or Steven channel. or Amanda or something like that, and it'll be a killer time. So uh, we had such a good time with Mark, but I know that Normandy's coming out soon. So maybe we'll pull that for Mark again. Oh. But I hear good things about the Frontera, so I'm we'll be excited. drinking that next week. No vote to celebrate this week. our unofficial official five-year five year anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. yeah, perfect. So, I love it, man. Well, I love our listeners, and I hope they know how much we appreciate them. And Cole, I hope I know how much you hope that they know we appreciate them. I know that you hope that we have a good time and that my baby turns out great. But I hope also that my baby is healthy, happy, beautiful, and all that. And Cole, I hope you know that, you know what, no matter what happens, (laughs) that baby's going to be amazing. I know, right? But most of all, listeners, I hope that our love of whiskey lifted your spirits. They're great! You're both yeah. idiots. Sweet. Don't be making sounds while I'm talking to my wife like I, you do when I'm <laughs> Happy birthday, Chelsea. Not. <laughs> <laughs>